Earth's first line of defense. Has a breakthrough in space technology. Magnalock. It defies the law of gravity. Activates Starcom equipment. Controls Starcom weapons. Figures and vehicles each sold separately. Magnalock. A mighty power for Starcom. A deadly threat in the hands of the Shadow Force. Who will survive? You are on the Sith List. Welcome to the first inaugural Sith List Podcast. Your host here, Raj Delachai and Carlos Arguello. And we're going to break down the wonderful... Hold up! And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 100 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj I'm your host, Araj Dolichahi, and my co-pilot for this evening's centennial adventure, the young, the restless, Carlos. Who are going on? Get this, people. It's the first time in 100 episodes that I'm not looking across and seeing Carlos's face. He's actually Skyping in from the Bootney headquarters over there. So, right. um, yeah, so things are going south here. I don't know what's happening here, boo. I don't know what's <laughs> happening here. We also have the man we call Crunch Crunch, the man we call The Hole, the man with the shoulders that has held 100 episodes together. <laughs> Less is more. Gonzalez. All right. The man we call The Hair, the blonde hair that fills my heart. Eric. Strathers! That was one of your best ones, Eric. Thanks, man. Thanks. Now, we have handpicked our guests today because we wanted specific people on here that have helped us, mentored us. These guys that we have, we have three special guest hosts, all from the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. They're not just mentors to us. They're actually a really great friend of ours now because of this whole crazy Star Wars podcast world. We have two guest hosts from the Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, Mr. Johnny Grasso and Haas Burkhart. What's up, guys? Uh, Hold on. I need to take care of one thing real quick you got it, before man. we start recording. It. It, it'll be real quick. Yeah, no worries. no worries. He's putting on a condom so it'll last longer. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, less cleanup. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is for Sith List 100. Hold on. 
Oh, God. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up, man? Congratulations to you guys. Thank you. Thank you very thank much. You, thank you. Thank you. We I'll never it. I'll never forget that email. That's right. And we'll talk a little bit about that in, in, in All a right. bit. Yeah, absolutely. And to round the guest host section out here, we have the editor-in-chief of MakingStarWars.net and host of Now This Is Podcasting and Finger with Randy and Jason, the man we all call El Jefe, Mr. Jason Ward. How are you doing, Jason? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> not, not as good as Hawes right now. As 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 no, hey. Jason pulled a fucked up move and hit my my like my anxiety pressure point two seconds before we Raj was like and record. Uh, oh, that's okay. There you, that's there how you go. stay on top, baby. <laughs> right before right before we went on air, he just pinched his nipples. <laughs> I Damn. tweaked up. You tweaked. Oh, that's right. How's everybody doing, man? Jason, how are you? I'm I'm swell. Yeah, I got the alt-right mad at me, just living my life, living my best life. <laughs> yeah, I had the yeah. alt-right mad at me for a little bit, too, for the first time in my life, which was crazy. Oh, yeah, you're brown. You asked for it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'm white. I kind of like, you know, if you look for trouble, you're going to find it, and I did. Right. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, I've been, I've been throwing myself in the mix trying to pick fights, but, like, I can't get anyone to come back at me. Like, <laughs> losing it, Johnny. You're losing your edge, man. Yeah, what I happened, Johnny? I don't know. I don't know. I got something in the I got something cooking in the books though. But I, I tell you, I think they look at me and they're like, blonde hair, blue eyes. We'll, we'll let it slide. You yeah, know, must be like having a bad day. <laughs> you get well, past it. Oh, I you'd like paint yourself and get into a cage, but they would probably end up liking that. So <laughs> <laughs> just wear a turban like I do and take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trigger. <laughs> that is a trigger. Right. I'm allowed to say that though. I think I'm just gonna start telling people I'm gay, so like they hate me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't that'll, want them to like me. That'll bring some some double takes for sure, man. You're the only straight man I know who loves his hair as much as you do, so I kind of would buy it. Oh yeah, no, I'm an easy sell. And since I don't have my <laughs> hair anymore, I'm able to be a dick about that. Str- Struthers, <laughs> Struthers loves his hair too, though. Yeah, but Struthers is a <laughs> god. <laughs> I love this is a rock god. That's for sure. Yeah, I love my hair, rightfully so. And honestly, everybody else loves it more than me. So, you huh. know, when, when I was a oh. teenager, I had the vampire look stat hair. Man, I was fucking <laughs> rock. <that. laughs> but he does look like tweet. the vampire look stat. <laughs> but the, fucking, the fucking years have not been kind. Oh man, you got to tweet a picture of long hair, Jason. Yeah. Oh, dude, that'd be I great. Think I, I think I have. It's it's on my Twitter somewhere, but I'll I'll find another one and I, put it out there. I wish I uh, I could grow my hair out like that, dude. My hair would just go straight up. It was off. It would. It would like yeah. kid and play. Oh yeah, kid and play. I could definitely House party. That. Yeah, oh yeah. Really? Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's awful, dude. No, I man. You, you know what kind of hair you have to have to even pull that. I'm telling type you, type of a I'm flat top you. off. Plus, I had a unibrow, dude. I could just take that hair and just this is one big piece of hair. The whole face. Was off. Was oh, dude, off. I spent I spent years conquering my unibrow. Oh. Like someone at school had to say something like, "Hey, you should do something about that. You yeah. look like you're about to go ring a a, a bell in a at that Notre Dame." <laughs> Quasimodo. <laughs> Some kid at school. I was wondering where you were going to go with that. I was waiting. Like I heard you thinking. 
Like I know well, you well enough by now. Like I, I, you had something at the tip of your tongue. I was like, where's he going to go with the unibrow? Like, I know he's not going to say anything offensive, but it's going to be funny. And then like you came out of nowhere with like the hunchback in Notre Dame. That was a good one. I'm telling you, I'm still on edge. Like Jason got me. He, he was like, uh, you guys remember Shatterpoint in Star Wars? Yep. He saw my Shatterpoint. And he was like, I'm going to get him. You got wind, dude. You got wind, dude. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I had a kid. I had a kid in fifth grade to tell me, "Hey, when is that thing gonna blossom to a butterfly?" Oh, <laughs> oh. and I and I said, "Fuck you." <laughs> Just imagine my beard, but in between my eyebrows, oh, like God. that is what happens. <laughs> imagine Boo's chest hair. Yeah, oh. Boo's chest hair. Yeah. Dudes, when I was in high school, I tried growing a beard. Like, remember the beard that James Hetfield had back in the in the very late eighties, <laughs> where yeah, it was like, I do. like just uh, he just <laughs> like all on the neck and everything. Well, I was trying to do that, and uh, my I think it's like civics teacher or something. He was also the basketball coach. He would always give me shit, and he's like, "Hey, when are you gonna shave off that beard?" In front of the whole class, I said, "Your wife told me it turns her on." Oh, <laughs> oh what kind of that's fast expulsion right there, dude? Damn. What kind of fast times at Ridgemont High ass high school did you go to, Eric? Fucking <laughs> like Spicoli. Oh. I'm just gonna call you Spicoli from now on. <laughs> Damn. See, this is what I, this is what uh, I wanted. I wanted the fucking intro just to be shooting the shit for the first 15 minutes. I love it. <laughs> this is this is what we're gonna do tonight, people. We are gonna celebrate our hundredth episode. But just fucking going on different tangents because this is what we do. And we're going to actually, we don't do this usually, but having these great guests on here, this is what we're going to fucking do today. Hey, Boo, how the hell are you doing over there? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm great. I'm good. I'm, I'm having a very good weekend. It's been very nice. I'm going I'm to cap it off with having a great, uh, great episode. So I'm, I'm having a good time. How's, uh, how's Brittany doing over there, Miss Brittany Brown? <laughs> She's fantastic. She good, was, good. Uh, she was helpful enough to let me use her setup. I'm, I'm sitting at her desk, surrounded by, I guess, our porgs. You know, they're all staring at me, making sure I don't do anything stupid. So nice. she's been very kind and let me do that. So, yeah, thank feel, you, Brittany. I feel like there's like a an absence in this room right now. You know what I mean, Les? What do you think? Yeah, there definitely is uh, nothing to the left of me. Yeah, absolutely. Aww. I'm just Aww. looking at nothing. I'm looking at absolutely a dark hole. I'm not talking about you, Les. I'm not listening. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Come on now, man. I'll... You gotta I'll be edit back that there. out, bro. That's never gonna fly, dude. Yeah. I'll be back there next week. I promise. Okay. I'll be there. Well, let's get into it, guys. Let's let's uh, give out the shenanigans real quick. We are obviously proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. You're gonna hear a ton of people on the Making Star Wars Podcast Network right now. Podcasts like now this is podcasting, Rogue One, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl. They have a Patreon, by the way. Subscribe. First Order Transmissions, Idiots Ray, Tarkin's Top Shelf. Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. Catch us on Twitter at The Sith List. Boo. At The Sith List, boo. Less is more. At Less is more 78. Eric Struthers. At Eric Struthers. And then we're going to go down the line. Johnny Grosso, where can people find you on Twitter? At Rogue One Johnny, and that's one with a one W. One with a W. <laughs> and Haas Burkhart. Uh, at Blue Harvest Pod. And all you alt writers that listen in, where could you find Jason Ward at on Twitter? At Geeks and Gamers. <laughs> Please send all hate mail to <laughs> RogueOnePod at gmail.com. That's one with a W. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm at, at Making Star Wars. There you go. And then we're email us, the Sithless at gmail.com. We have a hotline, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. Leave some iTunes reviews, please. They are very, very helpful. And we have some Public shirts and merch coming out very soon. 
Um, probably by the time you hear this, check it out. Look up the Sith list and you'll find some new stuff. All right, let's get into some stuff like the box office. Now, you know, you heard our horrible review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Has anybody else seen it that's on here right now? I have. Okay. So what did you think, Johnny, of this? I really liked it, man. Oh, my God. Really? I, all right. Let me, I'll break it. I'll be real fast. Yeah. I love the first 20 minutes to a half hour, right? Okay. I love them getting to the island. So I, I got it. I love the action on the island. I love the volcano. I love how they got off the island. Then it kind of slowed down in the middle. And then, like, right before Act 3 picks up, there was, like, 15 minutes of who wrote this bullshit. And then, but then it ended great. And and I love how they set it up for a third one. You didn't think it was just repetitive bullshit of the first three? Guys, it's a Jurassic Park movie. So, like, you know, Incredibles was was a good movie, but it's also, like, repetitive as well. You know what I mean? It's like, there's definitely Uh, a formula to these movies. But I, I, I watch these movies not for, like, you know, um... Quentin Tarantino esque screenwriting. I write. I write. I watch it to watch dinosaurs eat people. Yeah, I, I understand like, what you're for saying. What there. it is, it, it it delivered in my eyes. Okay, all right. I was really pissed off after getting out of the theater. I was fucking really. Did upset. you like how they set up for the third one though? Um, I don't like. Well, we're gonna spoil this real quick, guys. On three, one, two, three. Spoil if you don't want to get spoiled for Jurassic World, but. Pretty much, if you've seen the first three, you've, you've already been spoiled. Um, I, don't, I don't like what they are doing with this clone girl. They're like they made a clone human being. Uh, oh yeah, that was dumb. But that's that not what I dumb. meant. Yeah, I mean, I trust me. I love, I love the dinosaurs, and I said this last week too. The dinosaurs are getting cooler and and the crazier and more believable for every time we see them on on screen. I just the writing seems like it's just gone to shit, and I'm so happy that. Trevorrow isn't hitting up nine after I saw this. I was like, oh, shit. Thank God. That's how I felt. But you know what? It was number one again. It made $60 million. Incredibles 2 made $30 million. And it's by the time you were listening to this, Jurassic World 2 or Jurassic World 5, whatever the fuck you want to call it, will be at $1 billion worldwide. And this news comes from boxofficemojo.com. That's not exactly going to hurt uh, Trevorrow's career. No, definitely not. No, they're already they're already writing number three, I guess, and they're planning on bringing Laura Dern back. It looks like that's the reports. That oh, SJW, I- she ruined my Star Wars. She's going to ruin my dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Why was there a brown dinosaur? I saw a brown dinosaur. But uh, yeah, there you have the box office, guys. And Solo ended up making, an, I think, another four or five million dollars. So we're at, I think we're at. 387 right now so, big money no whammies big no money well, no, whammies. <laughs> no whammies no whammies struthers you want to hit us up with some star wars news since we have <laughs> is all there any indie, man is there any that's the problem i know you know who we need to ask who's that jason ward is there yeah. anything going on in star wars jason on my end there is but i haven't decided what i want to do <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you over mexican food Raj. okay okay good good <laughs> I'll be your little leak. leak. But there's, there's some stuff that I saw, and I don't know if some of you guys already talked about it, but I saw that the Han Solo prop was sold for $550,000. The Hollywood Reporter reported last week in Las Vegas, $550,000 for the blaster that was used in Empire. Yeah, but I, I had a coupon, so. You, you, got, you got 10% off? Yeah. Free the, shipping. The, the promo code. Here's a, qu- here's a question I wanted to ask. Because Hawes mentioned free shipping, I just wanted to mention 
in uh, the Imperial Commissary, which is that Facebook group that like specializes in selling uh, vintage figures. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my man uh, Brandon uh, for turning me on to that site as well as Hawes. But uh, did, Hawes, did you see the guy who was trying to sell one of the major figures? Like, let's say it's a vinyl cape Jawa, and he said, "Like, I will drive it to your house and hand deliver it." Oh, but he's shit. asking like fifty thousand dollars or something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I did so not talk see about that. yeah, talk about free shipping. Mm. All right, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 vinyl. No, no, that's cool. Actually, because of you guys talking about it, when I was on Rogue One, I started binging today. Toys that made us is that what it's called on Netflix? Oh yeah. God damn, that's a good show, man. I'm really happy how that thing is like produced and, and put out. It's really good, man. And I love how fucking Voltron next to the TV constantly is always a Voltron yeah, they, on the left hand side. They did a uh, they did an amazing job with the Star Wars one. And actually, oh, so uh, Hawes and I actually got into a little debate, like because there, there's two major ones, and I'm I'm curious to see what everyone here thinks as well. Okay. There's the Toys That Made Us Star Wars episode, and then there's the documentary uh, Plastic Galaxy. Like I happen to really enjoy the toys that made us um, take on the the Kenner Star Wars line, and uh, and Hawes, you you liked Plastic Galaxy, right? Yes. So those of you on the show tonight that saw both of them, I was curious, like what you thought was uh was the one to go with. Yeah, I I just saw the toys that made us, and that was the very first episode, I believe, and that was it reeled me in. I thought it was so great. And there's some stuff on there I didn't know about Lucas and the percentages and the deals that he made and how upset he was at it. I thought it was. I thought this was great, but I'll definitely check out the other one. I really do enjoy um, um, toys that made us. I mean, I, I think it's like a. I like it conceptually, and I like how they kind of like jump around to He Man and all that kind of stuff, and to Star Wars, and even like the Hello Kitty episodes, even good. Yeah, it was. But on, on a complete side note, there's a YouTube channel called Toy Galaxy, okay. and almost everything I ever hear on that show, I got in some way from a YouTube channel called Toy Galaxy. And this guy just goes over like 80s toys like all the time and like like does like kind of like little video essays. Really rad channel. So if you loved both of those documentaries, you should definitely watch that YouTube channel. It's very good. I'm does putting he it cover my phone right now. Cool. Does he cover Starcom on that? He does. And that's oh. I'm not even joking, Haas. That's actually how I found it. Uh, dude, I've been obsessed with Starcom over like the last month. What is Star? Just... What is Starcom? Huh? I had a, I, I had I had a whole collection. I was a big fan of that failing toy line. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it was a massively failed toy line, and it even had a season of like an animated cartoon. There were these little two inch astronaut space looking dudes that had with, magnets in their feet. Yep, and and the ships had metal plates on them so you could oh, stick them to the ships. That's rad. That's rad, and dude. The ships had all these like weird working, moving parts and gears and stuff. It was a really neat toy line. Yeah, it was, and like, it was like a wind up mechanism almost to it. Yeah, like, like like in the in the main shuttle, you could like put a little shuttle in the rear. You could like push it in, which sounds gross, but you could like push it in <laughs> and you could, like, like hit a button, and then the ship would like go and it would come out and it would unfold. Yeah, it was so complex. And the uh, show came on at six a.m. in the morning, so no one ever saw it. Oh, is, shit. is that the one where um you could like actually manipulate the uh the astronauts on the outside by moving the parts on the inside as long as their feet stuck to the um to the the metal? Yes, yes, they had all kinds of weird little like extra play value oh, things, and <laughs> yeah. the figures are tiny, but they look really cool. I'm telling you, I'm I've been obsessed with it lately. I looked at them on eBay. And I was like, I'm going to complete a Starcom collection. Do we, like, nope. we start a Starcom podcast? 
Yes, we did, sir. <laughs> See you guys later. Happy 100. We out. <laughs> this is not only episode 100. It's episode number one of Starcom Pod. <laughs> That's cool. The question I had for you guys are two different questions. One is, if you had all the money in the world, which would obviously be nice, what would be the prop that you would have to go and, and buy in an auction that you can't live without? For me, it would be Luke's saber from A New Hope with the bubbles, not the yeah, not yeah, the, yeah. the the gold like like computer chip looking thing. It had like the clear bubbles in that strip area. That would be my that would easy. be it. All right, boo. I and mean, this doesn't have to be this doesn't have to be just Star Wars. This could be any prop in any any movie. But obviously, it's going to be Star Wars heavy here. But <laughs> I. I know what it's going to be for Boo. It's going to be the pie that that kid fucked in, a, <laughs> in a, <laughs> American Pie. That's the prop he wants from a movie. <laughs> sleep on it like a hey, pillow. No, hey, no, that's cherry pie. <laughs> Fuck that pie. Cherry pie is fucking gross. No, it was an know. apple pie, bro. Was it apple? It's okay, a warm Boo, apple pie. Boo, I hope you're not going to eat it after you fuck it. It was a legit. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. To be honest, it would be the Millennium Falcon, the, the prop that they made. That everybody got the pictures of from the Force Awakens when it's just sitting there. It was made out of wood initially. Oh, you're talking the one about that you see behind it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, I want okay. that. If I had all the money in the world, that's what it would be. That would be my that's backyard, definitely. That's, that's a good one. How about you, Eric? Man, it would have to be the original Luke Skywalker lightsaber. That's I've been mesmerized by that since day one, dude. But that we would be in a bidding war. Right. That's all right. Oh. You would you would step aside because you'd be so thankful that I did your show's theme. But you'd right. be like, here, Eric, and also I'll pay for it. I'll go ahead and pay for, for it, but give it to you. Eric's like, remember when I did you that favor? <laughs> okay. Time to pay up. How about you, Ward? Can I say a car? Is that a car? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back to the Future Part 2 DeLorean. Oh, oh, man. Why Part 2? Because that's Almost Mr. the Fusion. Mr. Fusion. You know me, Haas. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Or, or the one from the end. The one from the end of one. It has Mr. Fusion, too. That's fine. I'd have to get the Pee Wee Herman's bike from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, oh, that's a good one. That's a fucking good one. That's a good one. <laughs> but I'd chain it up with like a thousand pounds of chains. <laughs> I just like the mental image of Les riding that bike around all happy and shit. Oh, dude. <laughs> These shoulders would be happy. I'd be all over the place, man, for sure. That'd be sick. Is it called a Rube Goldberg <laughs> machine where he makes his breakfast out of that freaking whole contraption? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah. Want that. That, would yes. be the, that would actually be the prop to have. And Mr. T cereal on it, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he has yeah. Mr. He has Mr. Yeah, T. It pours Mr. T oh, on right, it. Oh, that's right. That's right. I pity the poor fool. Don't eat my cereal. It'd either be one of those two for sure. I, 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 I would, I'm going to pick for Haas, and it's going to be the weed car from Cheech and Chong. <laughs> <laughs> the couch from Half Baked. Oh, oh, you know what? What's the, uh, the Kill Bill fucking... Uh, with the pussy wagon? No, not the pussy wagon. Might as well wagon. go there, man. You want the pussy wagon? <laughs> <laughs> pussy wagon. The Your butt, dude? Yeah. What? Uh, the one there are still seen. some people you haven't offended, Araj, so go ahead and pick the pussy wagon. No, no, no. no. I'm talking about what's it what, called? the Hattori Hanzo? The Hattori Hanzo. Yes, that's right. There's like 50 of them. Which one do you want? Just the fucking one that she uses. The one that he says, God will be cut? How about that one? Yeah, sure. Give go. me that one. Yeah, that I'll one. take that one. I'll take that one. Haas, did you say one? Apparently, it's the weed car from Cheech and Chong. But I've been informed. All right. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. No, no, no. I don't want that. He said, I'm I don't want gonna, that. That thing would be gone in like two months. <laughs> That's true. Boba Fett's cod piece. 
cod piece. His cod piece. I love the range. Yeah. I love the range of all just, of our products. I'm realistic. Like I'm never going to be able to buy a Boba Fett helmet used in the movie, but maybe find a weird guy that's just selling the cod piece. That could be mine. <laughs> it has that Jeremy the... Bullock scent in it. Oh yeah, I'd be smelling it real hard. <laughs> <laughs> Lightheaded and shit. <laughs> Oh shit! Boss. Getting lightheaded. What's your What's your guys' favorite? Speaking of toys, what What's your guys' favorite toys? One of your favorite toys, first toy that you guys remember playing with, and the one that you would love to go back and and have again. Something that you got rid of garage sale. Your parents did a garage sale. You blew it up. I blew a lot of my Star Wars figures up with firecrackers like an idiot. Um, what is something for me? It would be the original Millennium Falcon, and also the Hoth playset which I used to play with all the time. And I used to love that thing, man. Yeah, those would be my first two. And, of course, the Voltron that is still eluding me to this day. But uh, You can get a Lego one. Nah, uh, yeah, the Lego one does look pretty amazing, but I just don't want to build it. So somebody, you know, Boo, you can build it for me, and then I'll have it in the, in the game room. I'd uh, be down. I'd be oh, down. Okay. How about you guys? Is there something, Jason, from back in the day that you remember that you would love to have back? I mean, it's not, like, really rare or anything like that. Yeah, it but... doesn't have to be. Yeah, it's um when I was like about eight years old, um, Texaco made Back to the Future, um, made Back to the Future like micro machines, like micro machine knockoffs, and like they had like a Texaco station, cool, and it had like the DeLorean, a cop car, and I think the taxi cab, and uh, yeah, I kind of want to pick those up again. I was thinking about like looking for those pretty recently. Nice shit, I don't remember those. I didn't have too many Back to the Future toys, man. Yeah, they were hard to get. They were hard, hard to get. find that stuff, yeah. Man, mine is very specific. It is the Millennium Falcon that I got. And some of you probably heard me, you know, pine away. This is where you're looking out the window while it rains, listening to Desperado by the Eagles. But this Millennium Falcon, <laughs> dude, I got it for Christmas and it was the best toy I'd ever seen. And my dad was studying electronics at the time and he took it and split it open and installed this little extra circuit and had a speaker inside the pocket that's in between the the mandibles and uh put a push button in the back and then there in the smuggler's compartment was a nine volt battery holder and when you pushed it it made this laser sound he built this thing like in this crappy little workshop he had in our utility room like like using a deep freeze as a uh, workbench and I seriously would give almost anything to have that exact Millennium Falcon back it got sold at a garage sale at my parents probably when I was like 12 and god I want it back so bad and I'm sure it's either in a landfill or sitting in somebody's basement but that is what I want Rosebud. <laughs> you get a rosebud it. I think I think the when when Hawes did his special for the uh the Kessel Toy Run, Brandon's Kessel Toy Run, I think um I think I'm giving I think he asked the same question. And remember those horribly designed and made lightsabers from like nineteen eighty three? They look mm-hmm. like flashlights yep. with like a pool foam thing at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking carried that thing around my for like years i loved it and 
I, I, I would, that 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 I would want again. You can go they, on, and they look nothing like a lightsaber. No, they don't. But I you, loved it. Then. You can go I on. Loved you, it. You can go on YouTube, Johnny, and you can look up that commercial, and you'll see the kids' old school commercial playing with those lightsabers, and they're trying to sell them. They're, they look awful. Boo, how about you? To be honest, it's not really a specific one toy. Just Hot Wheels. I remember playing with Hot Wheels as a kid. My mom had like always had like seven of them in her purse just for me, just in <laughs> case I forgot one. So yeah, so just yeah, Hot Wheels I again. That. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the shit. It, you know, the wheels moved, everything, your imagination went nuts. You, know, you sit at the at the dinner table at a restaurant for like hours, and I'd be fine just with the Hot Wheels. Ozzy, how about you? You're a collector. Uh, well, what's one that you can go back and? The, the weed car from Cheech and Chong. <laughs> 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 now, uh, Starcom, I'm telling you guys, I'm obsessed yeah. okay. with Starcom right now. I can't get Starcom off the brain. Hey, no. <clears throat> For us older dudes, I'm sure you guys remember this. Not a specific toy, but a set. And I had the whole set. There are these little battery-operated cars called Stompers. I don't remember them. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, I remember. I don't remember them. Maybe if refresh my memory. Them. You could, you could buy them. In, so you buy like a set of four, and right. they had the, – the bodies were all specific, but you could interchange the bodies. They weren't the ones with the the with the front where you can crash them and the front gets like no 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 oh. those were the those are Hot Wheels those are like those the, are Hot Wheels crash ups or whatever okay, crash ups. or Matchbox okay, okay. okay. no Stompers you put a double A battery in it you put the body back on it and it was like they were all like off road cars okay so they had like the big wheels and you could like and you press the on button they just forward motion only are you sure Eric's dad didn't make it for you <laughs> no but if you knew how to tweak the electronics in it and play around you could have them go backwards. Oh, or you could just flip the body around and be like, it's going backwards. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, like, as long as you had batteries and you could just play with those things for hours and we would just go and make, like, go in the backyard and just take a shovel or whatever and make all these, like, off-road courses and just send them through it in hours and hours. Did you ever have any of the ones where they had, like, kind of the sand paddle tires that you could actually put them in water, and they would sit there and, like, slowly go forward on water and then hit ground and go? Yes. Those those things were rad. They were awesome. Or my dad and I really loved the uh, light cycles from Tron. Oh, shit. So we used to do, uh, he he knew how to extend that ripcord. Yeah. So he would add, like, ripcords onto it, and then he would, we would, uh, (laughs) this is actually pretty cool. We'd put lighter fluid or like uh, oil at the end of one of our straight tracks and then just get the wheel going and then just drop it on there and it would pop a wheelie and skid before it caught and took off. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, Shit. yeah, we used to have a lot of fun with the light cycles from Tron, too. Well, there you have it. There was our little version of... Uh, these are the toys that made us, everybody. Yeah, these are the toys that made <laughs> us. Hey, I heard there's... Uh, Kevin Smith came out on Twitter uh, last week and denied some rumors about him being involved in any Marvel or Star Wars movies. Of course, we have the one and only Jason Ward here, and he would let us know if Kevin Smith is involved with any Star Wars movies. But he came out and said, easy to deny. The only Star Wars or Marvel movies I'm involved with are the ones I pay to see in the theaters. I promise. Kevin Smith. What do you guys think about Mr. Smith taking one of these uh, franchises and doing like a standalone? I mean, personally, I'm a Kevin Smith fan, and I don't even think it would be that great of an idea. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with your... uh, Assessment. He turned down doing uh, like Green Hornet because he was like, I don't do action movies and nobody wants to see a Green Hornet movie where they just sit, stand around and talk for two hours. Like, I, I think he's in his comfort zone. Like when he says that, I think he's like, I don't really even have the desire, which is crazy because he's done multiple flash 
they're directing multiple Flash episodes for television, and I think he's done that's an, true, and done an Arrow, and then he also does he writes a lot of comic books, right, Les? So with storyboarding and stuff, I thought yes. I would think he and he's written he's written movies too, yeah, or versions of movies or scripts for movies, but yeah, I don't know, maybe he's he knows what he's doing, yeah, he's in his comfort zone. Why 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 invite the criticism of putting together a movie that people will just shit on anyway? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, next, but go ahead, go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, I can give you the uh, as from from a fellow New Jerseyan, right? Someone who lives twenty minutes from where he grew up. Uh, I can say that Cop Out was an eye-opening experience for Kevin Smith, and he realized with that movie being the disaster that it was and the horrible experience he had working with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. His own words, not, not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Words, he says mine. it on his podcast. You're right, yeah. He he cannot direct something he didn't write. Like He needs to see it from from uh, from its origin, from its conception, if you will, inception, maybe. Uh, and he just, he's just not comfortable doing it and TV. He's more comfortable because like you said last, like, you know, he wrote daredevil. He wrote, uh, was it not Greenland? Um, was it green arrow? He wrote, he wrote a couple. Yes, yes, yes. Green, yeah, arrow. green arrow and daredevil. Like, so I get like, there's a comfort level there a little bit. Like he knows the, the backstory and the characters, but to give him like a script, you know, and say like here, direct it. He would fucking have a panic attack. Yeah, Jason. What do you think the fans would would they just freak out if we just found out tomorrow that like Kevin Smith is doing the next standalone, uh, whatever that may be? Yeah, those those rumors were going around back in the day about the live action Star Wars TV show Underworld okay. as well, and mm-hmm. there was never like really any truth to it that I know of. I mean, there's always a chance he read some of the scripts or consulted in some way, but like as far as it goes, I don't think he was like you know ever like on it like as a writer and stuff. Sure. And, and, and like, you know, I mean, like, like, look at, look at what the guy's done that, that matters. And I, I, number one, I think he's a better like podcaster and personality. I think he's like a better like geek culture analyst and, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, comedian and speaker than a uh, film director. But it's like, I like him for clerks. Clerks is the special thing that he gave us. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not, you know, making some kind of like, you know, uh, cop out or something you know what i mean it's like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that small like like kind of like little he's, he's sort of like um he's really mainstream but he's like his roots are in the indie side of things and not like ryan johnson like in the opposite way almost right and so so i don't i think people would freak out like in a positive way for like the first couple of days and then i think reality would set in gotcha. you know yeah that happened. yeah Go did you hear that. the new kevin smith rumor what's that he um now that um AMC kind of like broke ties with Chris Hardwick. He might take on and and uh, comic book men got canceled. Kevin Smith might take on that Walking Dead or the, Talking the Dead talking and dead. all those other shows. Yeah, yeah. I was it's just... a Twitter rumor. It's a Twitter rumor, but I think it's a great idea because I love Kevin Smith and hate Chris Hardwick. So and but I really like you know Talking Dead and and P- Talking Preacher and all that stuff. Right, and, and they, I think we have about two years left of of Walking Dead, so it'd be probably just a short run. I have a feeling that Walking Dead's not going to go past 10 seasons, especially if they're going to kill off Rick and kill off Maggie and kill off all the big characters. I think it's the end is near, unfortunately. Ooh, can I ask Jason a question? Yeah, please. Yeah. So um, Rick Grimes, what's the actor's name? Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. So Pretty much. An- Nephew. Andrew Lincoln, um, I read somewhere that uh, he was being considered for one of the <laughs> new Star Wars movies. Is there, is there any truth to that rumor? 
I haven't heard that. But I I always say though, like casting, that's not my forte. You know what I mean? Like I'm more like when things are in production and things are going. I I've had casting stuff before whenever I get it, like there's so much going on, most of the times it doesn't pan out. You know what I mean? Like uh what's his name from Breaking Bad? He was almost the uh, Cassian character for a while. Um the one who says little bitch. Or yeah, bitch uh, all the time. Aaron, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul Aaron Paul, yeah. He was like up for the role of Cassian for a while. That one was like a real thing, you know. It went as far as it went pretty far, but it didn't happen. So like I said, like like the the casting stuff, that is like a usually when casting stuff leaks out, it's already over though. Like it's not happening. And what happens is that casting directors want the word to get out that their client was so talented, they almost had a role. They almost had it. So it's like it makes other people want them. And if you just like go back into the history of people who were almost in Star Wars, who were like heavily rumored by like, you know, Umberto Gonzalez or something like dropped it, then you'll you'll see that they ended up in other films. Usually not as good as Star Wars, unfortunately for them. But at the same time, that is uh, that that's why it happened. So if the word if uh, if they're saying he's been cast and it's a done deal and it's like the uh, trades are saying it like variety or something, then it's probably like going to pan out. But if it's just saying it's being if it's not the trades and it's just out there, um, I would bet on it maybe having been real for a time. But it's a, it's a pipe dream now, probably. Yeah, I, I forget the source, but it wasn't anything like you know reputable like variety making starwars.net yeah and i'm not uh, trying to throw any shade at anybody if they have it and because sometimes people take things that way because i don't I, I haven't read it myself i've only heard it on this podcast <laughs> to yeah, me we, this we, sounds like the time that johnny thought there was really going to be a thundercats movie with uh, chris hemsworth jo- johnny i went and looked that up right after we were done and i said uh because uh, i wanted to text less i know te- less is a big thundercats guy yeah and yeah def- definitely not in production uh, definitely not well, the the artwork, that fan artwork, was very convincing. <laughs> yeah, and they should they should be proud of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they should be. They should be. But speaking of Breaking Bad, by the way, this is a good segue. I read somewhere, it was Variety actually. They had, I'm sorry, it was Entertainment Weekly. They sat down with Brian Cranston, and they asked them about: Is it possible? Would you be into getting in and stopping having a spot in Better Call Saul? Because ever since Better Call Saul began, fans have been wondering if Breaking Bad's Cranston and Paul could pop back in to reprise the roles as Walter and Jesse. Well, this is what he said. This is he said if he if he asked, he's talking about uh, Vince Gilliam. I would just say yes. Vince takes such meticulous care of his characters and the story, and he changed our lives. Yes is the answer. Even if it's just for a brush by, a quick little something. We've come to know people who've seen before, but we don't know that we've seen them before because we were in the store and we're just passing by them. Or he might even have one or two words. Oh, no, please go ahead. Thank you for holding the door. And then five years later, you remember that. Something as meticulous as that could be very interesting in the fabric of the whole thing. We have those kind of encounters every day, and I think that would be fun for the audience. And the most honest answer would be, yes, I would do it. So he's up for it. And I know, Haas, you're a huge Breaking Bad guy. Indeed. So am I, and Les is. And Jason, were you a big fan of Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I watched it as it as it came on. I've only watched it once though. I kind of like watched it, you know, as they aired. Yeah, and so so like you know, not the world's like biggest fan, but would easily say it's probably maybe the best like regular cable TV show ever made. Yes, I agree. I, th- that one in uh, I always say True Detectives for its small run, the first season. 
Yeah, yeah. Season one was so I couldn't even finish season two, but season oh, one was. I, yeah, I, I stopped watching after two episodes of season two. You guys My know man. what the moral of the of the story of uh, Breaking Bad is, right? What's the that? true moral: pay, pay teachers. teachers more money. Yep. Yeah. Thank that's you. That's true. Yeah. They need raises, guys. Do you guys watch Better Call Saul? No. Yeah, I don't. I, I tried, man. I tried hard. I wanted to love it, and I couldn't. Well, I've heard that the first season, halfway through, it gets really good, and the second season's great, and it's been great ever since. But the first season's really slow. I haven't seen it. Boo, you're a f- huge fan of Breaking Bad. Did you ever see Better Call Saul? No, no. It 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 seemed interesting, but not engaging enough. No. Yeah, I know. I got to start watching it. Everybody has great says great things about it. So I'm like trying to push through Westworld season two right now. Yeah, so am I. Not that I don't push like it. it. I just I just got stuck watching other shows that I've been yelled at for watching. It all comes together, man. Watch the damn show, dude. It's good. Me? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm on episode five. You'll make it, Johnny. Well, I know it's Jason's good, watching it too. Yeah, it's there's a payoff. Yeah, Jason, are you? Are you where, what episode are you on, Jay? The whole thing. I'm done. Oh, you saw it? Oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. dragging, man. I'm dragging. I'm not loving it. No, not we'll like see. I love season one. But what, what episode are you on again? Uh, I, I just finished four. Okay, so like uh, when when the season started, I had the uh, same problem. Okay. Like, we did a fingered episode on it like last week, and I talked about it. And on that episode, I was like, man, like like the opening was like there was just so much exposition. But it totally is worth it because it's like when you get to the back half, it just books and it's okay. so good. And like it all comes together. It's kind of like a book. And I know you're not a big reader, but it's <laughs> it's kind of like a book. And, and But it's like, you know, like once you hit like that midway point, you're like, yeah, like this, this is working for me. So like I, I would say season one is like a more balanced um, season in terms of it just being like consistently good and, and easy to like take. Mm-hmm. But that I think the end of season two is so good. I think like the end of season two is maybe even better than season one. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I really do love it. But that's kind of like my thing. I kind of like that kind of stuff. The singularity and shit is kind of a, an interest of mine. And do they leave season two kind of like where they left season one, where we're eager to find out exactly what's going on for the third season? I'm gonna oh, say yes, yes, yes. Okay, definitely Big yes. Okay. Big time, yeah. And it's like it's like a show that was about a, a freaking theme park for rich people to be perverted assholes. Like that's the premise up front. And like now where you, where you see where it is in season three or where season three is going to be, it's like that is some excellent writing. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just building. Yeah. Excellent world building acting, and taking the, way, the story. Yeah. It's yeah. Thaddy Newton is a beast, man. She's just amazing. She's oh, yeah. but by the way, going back to really quick to Andrew Lincoln. I think Andrew Lincoln would be outstanding in a Star Wars film. He'd be outstanding in any film. I always say that he gets looked over for Emmy nominations every single year. That dude puts in work. He's such a great actor. And I know the show has gone downhill after season, season four. It's just going downhill. But he has stayed consistent, dude. That guy brings it every night. So I think he would be amazing in a Star Wars film. Johnny. Yeah, and and just to bring it full circle, the reason why I brought it up is because when you mentioned The Walking Dead only going two season, two more seasons, and Andrew Lincoln, you know, leaving after this season, it's like the kind of the rumor from a few months ago that with him being involved in Star Wars and now it officially being his last season of Walking Dead, I was like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe. But yeah, I'm a big fan as well. Yeah, yeah, he's huge. I loved him in Love Actually. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know that they opened up Toy Close. Story World in Florida, right? And the reason I want to talk about this is because I guess the lines were fucking crazy. People lined up 4.30 in the morning to get in the park. The rides were 300-minute waits. So is this what we're going to pretty much see or even worse for Star Wars Land? And it's, I know it's coming up, and Jason and I live locally over here. So does Boo. So does Les. Is this when what, is, when this, is the date again? Oh. Spring 19? Yeah, it's going yeah. to be in summer of um, 2019. And I would imagine that there will be previews, I hope, around April of, the, of 2019. Yeah, I'm praying too. Yeah. Praying Can too. we get, like, press passes for that? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, see, we have, I have a Disneyland pass, but my passes I know are going to be exempt for this three months when this thing is out. So that's why I'm going to ask you to go into debt with me so we could go together all the time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. I'm down. I probably will do that, but holy shit. But waiting, I mean, waiting 300 minutes for a ride, it just doesn't. Like, look, it says here by nine, there's some blogger here from the bloggers WDW Magic. They cover all of Walt Disney, Disney World stuff. And they, they're saying that they waited 300 minutes to get on a ride called Slinky Dog Dash. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, it's Slinky Dog. I don't know what the ride yeah. consists of, but. He's I like a imagine. background character. Can you imagine the lines for the Millennium Falcon ride? Do you get to fly it? Uh, there's going to be a yeah, kind of like uh, yeah, kind of like a Star Tours Millennium Falcon version of it. I just want to punch it one time. The the Slinky Dog? No, the I, Falcon. I, I know. Punch I know. it, Chewie. I'm, I, I'm just kidding. Johnny Jesus. punches his Slinky Dog plenty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thinking of Leonardo DiCaprio. More of a shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> so, also by the way, Galaxy's Edge put a patent on for this laser thing. That replicates the style blaster shot, and you can visibly see it travel through air. Based on the technology, it would actually, yeah, it would actually be on one of the rides, I believe, or, or they're doing something. I think is the, I don't know if you know about this, Jason, but is that for the the ride that takes you around and you're fighting the resistance? I would imagine so. I, yeah. I would think that would have to be it because the um. The uh, Falcon ride is sort of like Star Tours using these NVIDIA cards that make Star Tours actually happen in real time. Awesome. Something I've never heard on a podcast before. I don't know if you know this, Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would just ask it if you can confirm it, the, those, those blaster technologies for that specific ride. I would yeah. try and freeze uh, it like Kylo. <laughs> yeah, that would be right. Yeah. No, I mean I I've heard I've heard and seen patents for stuff related to this park that is just pretty insane and hard to even like discuss because there are there are like things there are patents and stuff being filed to like have spaceships in the air above you and I'm like and and it it's it's all Greek to me so I'm not even pretending to understand how it works but and then there's also kinds of different things of uh, like being able to use the force on items. I, I the first time I heard the uh, rumor, it was like it was inspired by the sword in the stone from um, Disneyland. You oh, know, like yeah. where like, yeah. and, like a kid goes up and pulls the sword out like like per day. Yeah, um, there's going to be like like a this like kind of like rock kind of thing was what I had heard. And like kids are supposed to go there and try and use the force on it, but at one point er, every so often the rock is going to like levitate. Shit! Oh, so, cool. 
yeah. it sounds a lot like uh, like Harry Potter land where you can like use your wand to move stuff mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, I would imagine so. I've never been there, but I actually I said that to somebody and they said that to me too. Exactly what you just said. So I would imagine I, it's inspired by that too. I yeah. will say this if you've never been there, Jason, it is I do not I've seen every Harry Potter film yeah. once, once each, and like on cable. Um, but I was so I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not a big fan, but I was beyond blown away by Harry Potter land and how amazing it is. And Knowing, knowing that Star, that Galaxy's Edge is going to be ten times better than that, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I might never leave. <laughs> yeah, well, they're saying that Harry Potter Land is so immersive, and this Galaxy's Edge is going to be ten times as immersive as Harry Potter Land, which is crazy. Because I've heard nothing but great things about Harry Potter Land. I have, uh, I have, I have this person that I know. Her name is Jessie. She's actually like the the biggest Harry Potter fan mm-hmm. that I know. Yeah, maybe we maybe we can ask her what she what she, she thought about it if she's around. Uh, she's not. Oh well, what does she think? I think she really dug it. She's outside when she comes in. I could yeah, get definitely. a more yeah. detailed yeah. statement. I was not expecting Johnny to be like the in that Tom Hanks movie. I'm the captain now and take the reins like that. That threw me for a loop. <laughs> okay. I'm the captain now. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. By the way, there's some indie news. We now return to yet another Indiana Jones movie. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Elderly potheads. Why did it have to be elderly potheads? It's been 10 years since Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Skull came out. And we have a writer, and that is Lawrence Kasdan's son. Jonathan Kasdan has replaced David, is it Coop? This is pretty crazy news, and this was from Variety. And by the way, Variety also reported that the the day that it's supposed to come out has been pushed back as well. And that was, I think that was reported a while back, but it's not production. It's not going to start when it was supposed to start and it's not going to arrive July 10th, 2020, which was previously planned. So it's going to be for a while. But the question I have for all you, and I know we have some big Indiana Jones fans in here. Where's, where are we, what direction are we going with Indiana Jones? Like the style, the actor, where are we doing, is this going to be uh, Harrison Ford giving the mantle to somebody else? Are we doing the, uh, his son again, which is definitely not going to be Shia LaBeouf, but where are we going with Indy? Where do you want it to go is the question. I, I personally want to see, I mean, I think that they should actually embrace the concept that it, he's a little bit older. And I think they should do more of that, you know, Indy from Temple of Doom and the White Tux. Because that, that's what I always say. I think that they should go more of that gentleman kind of way. I don't think they should go put him out in the uh, Amazon jungle or something. I think they should make it more like uh, Last Crusade, where it takes place more in civilization and uh, you know on cruise ships and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because there's just so much like that you can do with the uh, gentleman, you know, indie. I don't think I, I um, passing it on. I don't think that concept works for indie. It's like with Star Wars. It's like Star Wars. It's not called Luke Skywalker. It's called Star Wars. Like you could pass mantles in that series. Sure. Um, Indiana Jones, like you're the new me. You know, like it just it would never work. It would never be accepted. I mean, they could spin off a character, and I think that's what they wanted to do with Mutt early on. That's what they were hoping for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you know, obviously the the uh, he kind of went off the rails. Just do it. Make your dreams come true. Just do it. And um, <laughs> so, so I, I would, I would hope 
that down the road, they just recast Indy and keep filling in the adventures, just keep adding adventure. You know what I mean? And, and stuff like that, because there's almost no reason to like kill him, which Spielberg says that if they won't, but also if it's true that they're, that they got John Kasdan writing and honestly, I heard this rumor a few weeks back. And when I heard the rumor, or maybe a few months back now, but when I when I first heard it, it was that both the Kasdans were involved. Oh, okay. So when it, when it was when it was reported like that, I was like, oh, that that's interesting, you know. But but right. maybe maybe it's going to be like in, a, in different stages or something. Um, but that said, I think that you could kind of look at how Solo was handled, maybe, and maybe they were really happy with the depiction of. Uh, of the kind of Harrison Ford esque way it was written, you know, right. Like I do feel like, like if you just look at the uh, script for that film, they did capture a lot of Harrison in the Han Solo um, character in the writing itself. And so I wouldn't be surprised if it was more like that. And, but when I think of that, I still think of more of like, I, I think the solo film had more of a last crusade vibe personally than like a Raiders vibe. Yeah, I did too. And do you, so you're, you're saying completely keep the same timeline, just reshuffle the deck with, with the actual actors. So let's just say that they would ever do this or you guys agree with this, but let's just say they're bringing in a Chris Pratt to take over the mantle for Harrison Ford and that same age bracket. Is that's, that that's your number one pick, isn't it? Or Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. You're, Chris you're Pratt gonna, for Indy. Yes. If they're gonna recast, uh, I, I honestly that's wouldn't your... mind Alden doing it. I honestly wouldn't. What does that do to him, though? It wouldn't. They wouldn't do it. But do I mean, him, say but... they do do that. Does does that make him become? Who wouldn't do it? I don't. But Alden. I don't think Alden's Luke... waiting outside the door now. Oh, probably no, 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 he no, would no. totally do it. No, no, I'm not saying Alden wouldn't do it. Oh, the I don't studio. Think, I don't think Lucasfilm would do. Oh, okay. That. I don't think. Yeah, because but then I does he start that. following Harrison Ford around into a Jack Ryan role? He's gonna do Blade Runner next, or is he gonna do Witness next? Which I don't think is a bad idea. I think Chris Pratt, if you watch Jurassic World 1, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much <laughs> that character. He's like this swag guy that wears a vest, rides a motorcycle around, right. does his thing. But I immediately pictured when Jason said, take Indy out of the field, yeah, because Harrison Ford is obviously older, right. uh, and put him in situations. I just immediately pictured something like, uh, what is that, Tom Hanks doing the, the Darren Langdon it's like not a lot of action, just him, you know, it's just really suspenseful, suspenseful and him just going from location to yeah, location. Like the Dan Brown books? Stay, yeah. 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 Staying in the uh, city and not really too much having to deal with, because being in the jungle is going to be rough <laughs> on a very old Indiana jungle. Well, that, well what I, that's <laughs> what I'm asking. I was going to ask Jason is, so if you do this, this next one, Indy 5, and he's obviously getting older, he's going to be even older in two years by the time this thing comes yeah. out or whatever it is. How are you going to subsequently do the next ones? Are, are we going to have just just say this? He's done with this, and here we're going to reboot the franchise, or how is that well, going to work? Do you think if they were smart, if you ask me, they would once again last crusade it, where you have the young indie and the flashback played by a different actor, okay. but have that have that different actor be the one who's going to actually take over the film after. Got you. Okay. That, that way, that way the audience is introduced to it. It's palatable. They've, they've got some experience with it. And, you know, I, like I said, I mean, I would be fine with it being Alden and Eric. I think he did a pretty good Ford overall. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, who knows what they would do. And by the time they cast that movie or if they were to go that way and cast that part, um, that's when we'll know how solo is actually re- remembered. And that's like the whole thing is, I mean, Solo, I think, is going to make a lot of a lot of its money back 
in in the home video stuff. A lot of people didn't know it came out, and my theory is that when people who didn't see it in the theater see it at the grocery store checkout, I think they're going to pick it up. Yeah, and so at that point right there, that's I that's when I think that's when Solo I think uh, as a film is remembered fondly as a classic like film that was you know good and worth worth its weight or it's the moment where um it's kind of swept under the rug and forgotten about but i i think i think that movie is going to grow on on home video or home video formats and um yeah i alden Ehrenreich, i don't really know what his like career aspirations are but i don't think in the big picture like especially working with a director like ron howard and indy would be a director like steven spielberg uh, I don't think anybody was really that upset with Alden Ehrenreich's performance. I think that they were actually pretty happy with yeah, it and yeah. their like voice with him. Um, but I, and then to go back to your point, Araj, about Chris Pratt, I was completely on board with it back when he was just Star Killer. I mean, Star Lord. And um, but after after the Jurassic World movies, I feel like that's been cashed. I think mm-hmm. in doing the Jurassic World movies, like. It would be like getting that that dude from Jewel of, of the Nile to be in, in in Indiana Jones if they had recast him in the nineties. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like he's, Jewel he's, of the Nile like, reference. Yeah, he's like yeah. kind Michael of already Douglas. done it. Yeah, Michael Douglas. It's like he's like already kind of done it. Yeah, and so I think it would be like more of of, of the same. But at the same time, um, people were also really wanting that guy who from uh, the Hangover to do it for a while. Oh, Bradley and, Cooper. Yeah, and but like I. I don't, I don't dislike Bradley Cooper, but he's just so much to me, so much more of like a dude. I'd have a hard time with the idea of him going in between the intellectual and the adventure, which is what I think he needs to like turn on and off really fast. Right. Ooh, oh, let me. Can I stick up for Bradley Cooper for a second? Sure. Yeah, I, I'm probably wrong. Yeah. Please. He went. He <laughs> went to like one of the hardest acting schools in the world. Yeah. Um, and uh, like Robert De Niro is like a guest teacher there mm-hmm. and al pacino it's where it's basically where al pacino and de niro marlon brando it's where they all went the names right. changed a bunch of times you know that stupid show inside the actor studio with james lipton yes mm-hmm. that's where that show films in that school did, i did forget the that, name of it did you know that he was a pimp no in real life he was a pimp in the 70s for a while shut he, james it, james yeah. lipton yeah isn't that bradley cooper <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, and, and and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Bradley Cooper can't be a, a, a stellar actor, that he's not a stellar actor. Right. I'm just saying that there are certain like types of people that like innately like have a look and a feel and a vibe and like a frequency. And to me, it's just not the same as it's Harrison Ford. Like I feel like in real life, Harrison Ford, you know, was a carpenter, but I could also buy that Harrison Ford could have been a college professor or an actor. You know what I'm saying? Like. He just has that kind of quality about him. And uh, with, with like Bradley Cooper, I just don't feel that, you know, but that's why I'm not a casting director. Yeah. That's why Alden did such a great job, man. He stepped into those shoes. Those are impossible shoes to step in. And he pulled it out of his ass and he pulled it off. And I think you're right. I think he would do a great job. I just, hopefully, hopefully they'll give him a shot out at it. Yeah. But I mean, also somebody else to, to, to jump in there and try it. And but but they, they do kind of run into a weird thing because if they do recast Indy at the same time that like Alden Ehrenreich is playing solo, if he should continue to play solo in future films, then you kind of have this weird thing where the, the nerds are going to say so-and-so should be doing that role for both of them. Yeah. Kind of weird, right? Yeah, you, you weird. know. 
Yeah, but that that's that's what'll happen. Mark well, Moore. that's what I was saying. Is like, does that does it mean he follows him around? Yeah. I mean, that's guaranteed work. Let's be honest. Well, yeah. If yeah. you're Alden Ehrenreich, that's well, guaranteed yeah. work. But right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then the question is raised: Does he follow him to all those roles? What roles do you keep him away from? Because right now Krasinski is Jack Ryan, yeah. right? And they've re- they've had four different Jack Ryan's. Oh, but but I I think like like the main difference though is that like those would be the Harrison Ford roles that Lucasfilm owned. Like uh, I, I don't I, I don't think he would ever step outside. You know what I mean? And and do uh, that movie with the Amish kids part two? Witness Witness, <laughs> Witness part, part two Witness, with Danny Glover. Witness. More yeah. witnesses. But, um, <laughs> witnesses. Yeah, I'm just trying to bring yeah, up the so, fact that Jack Ryan is a badass, and we need to bring another Jack Ryan movie out. Oh well, yeah. But I, I I don't know a lot Aaron about Reich. Alden Ehrenreich though. Like I don't know like it, you know is he like a Ewan McGregor type that would really truly rather be doing indie films overall, or you know who like likes to do some blockbuster stuff because like it's Star Wars, mm-hmm. or is he like a guy who wants to you know own it all? Like I. I I've never really like got any indication from him one way or the other, so he's kind of hard to predict if he even has the uh, option. No, he's he is just trying to break through right now. Like the movies that he's done, it's because he had to like beat out three hundred people. Like he's not at that level of like I'm going to take meetings and see if this movie's right for me. Like I don't think he's at that level. And obviously, he was hoping Solo would get him there, and unfortunately, due to the box office, you know. You know, like uh, the other casting agents are probably a little scared right now, and I don't think they should be. Yeah. Um, but right now, he's just trying to get anything he can to get his name out there, to get his, you know, paychecks up and to get his exposure up, the, the heat, if you call it. And just bringing it back to um, Indiana Jones, like, let's not forget who discovered Alden Ehrenreich. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, mm-hmm. he sure did. That's right. He sure did. So I wouldn't be surprised... If he does end up either being the, you know, the other son, uh, you know, or the the protege, the student teacher, if you will, you know, and and um, that's uh, Jason, you mentioned a few minutes ago, like I would really like to I don't want to see Indiana Jones go the uh, James Bond route and just recast me personally. I would like to see uh, Harrison Ford play Indiana Jones as long as he possibly can but in that Sean Connery mentor role and maybe like an Alden Ehrenreich or, you know, enter any young actor here to be like his student teacher. And it's like, uh, I got to go. You got to teach my classes. And the next thing you know, like student teacher, like hops on the right, plane with him, unbeknownst right. to Indy and thank God, because he's the only one in the plane who can actually throw a punch. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I want to see Indy in the sixties though. I want to see Indy in the 1960s. See, like, that would like be cool. That would, I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to reboot it that way. Exactly. And if it wasn't for Hail Caesar, which I saw in the theater and I didn't like it all, if it wasn't for that movie not being so good because he stood out in that film, that, mm-hmm. mo- that movie was awful and he was the only bright spot in that film. All yeah, because I think his first movie was uh, Beautiful Creatures. Was it? Yeah. Alden's? Yeah, it's, but it's not the one with Kate Winslet. Oh, okay. It's the young adult. Oh, okay. I like know. witches and the, oh, the swamp. Okay, or I didn't know. Like oh, that. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that. Haas, you you're a big indie fan, aren't you? Yeah, sure, totally. What, what do you, what's your take on this thing? What would you rather see? You rather see a, a new a new guy come in and and be the young indie, or him passing the mantle off? I mean, if they got to go with one of those, I'd rather them just recast. I'm not looking for them to make it. Mutt Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Meth. Like, uh, I'm not all that interested in that show. Like, 
I'm, I want, you know, I'd be stoked with just one more Indiana Jones movie and let Indiana Jones ride off into the sunset. That would be fine with me as well. I got to agree with Hawes. I would rather just come to a close personally, but that's just me. They're not going to close it though. They're going to they're going to keep that IP going. Oh, they are. No, I know, Absolutely. but we're just I'm not I'm not saying what do I think they'll do. I'm saying here's what, what I would rather. Oh, do. Okay. <laughs> uh I don't know that if you were going to do it it would just do you think it'd work better as a complete reboot? Just hey guys, this is Indiana Jones and now the year is blah like what Jason was saying. Or I, I, I think that'd feel better than it just being passed off because the character you want is Indiana Jones, not some dude who was under the tutelage of Indiana Jones. I half agree with Hawes. I would like to see Harrison Ford finish it and we see the eventual end of Indiana Jones. But I would like a recasting of like maybe like a college indie. I, I know they had that young Indiana Jones show. Great show. It was a great show. Was. Yeah, that was a yeah, really but good show. So good. I would like to see like maybe like a college indie where he's you know still going to school, still being you know growing as like an adventurer, figuring shit out. Maybe we see him you know get the pistol, we see him you know get a, get better with the whip, you know that kind of thing. You know, see him turn into the Indiana Jones that we know with a different actor, you know, a younger indie, that kind of thing. I would like to see that. Maybe it's I don't like James Bond movies. Maybe that's why I'm resisting it because when I hear you guys say it. I'm like, that does sound like a good idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe it's just because I never got into James Bond. Maybe you guys are right. Maybe you fucking recast it. Well, I never got in, I never got into like James Bond because Indiana Jones is better. In my right, opinion. right. I and, agree. And, and and but it's like, but there are just those there are those qualities of James Bond that are totally you know, obviously in indie. And there's like I still think that there are certain things indie could still, you know, kind of borrow that would be okay, would be smart. You know, the uh, Casino Royale indie film, that would be, I, that's where I think they should take old indie. That's what, I, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah, that would make sense. I'm down with that. All right, we got some indie talk here. <laughs> By the way, do you guys know that HBO is doing a Watchmen series? Do you know this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it HBO? It is HBO, yeah. <laughs> yep, it, Damon Lindelof. Yeah, Damon Lindelof is doing it. My man is just churning out stuff. Oh, yeah, he sure is. And it's, See what well, I did there? I like it. Yeah, you're welcome. So this is going to be completely separate from Zack Snyder's 2009 Watchmen film, and the timeline is going to be completely different. I know Haas is very upset about that. Haas is a big Zack Snyder guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. Yeah, for real. That was uh, a good movie, though. Which one? The Watchmen? The Watchmen. Haas. Oh, Haas. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't enjoy The Watchmen. What? Haas, did yeah. you enjoy The Watchmen? Uh, no. 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 No, I didn't. Like, what about you, Les? That oh, was sorry, when I first sniff of this guy doesn't know what the hell he is doing. <laughs> I actually did like it. I enjoyed it. Me too. Me yeah. too. I thought it was a little bit too long. I thought it was a little bit too... I, I enjoyed it in anticip because of my anticipation. So when I did see it, and I know there's an argument to be made that you can't make, you shouldn't make books or movies panel for panel with the book. This is probably the case, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. The uh, the book is is gone down as one of the, the great American piece of literature, actually, mm -hmm. right? It's like in the top hundred in history. Well, there's so many like so many not just comics. I'm talking or, about yeah, just yeah. books. Just books messages in are in the text yeah. and in the story itself. Right. Yeah. It's coming from uh, this variety, by the way. They say we have no desire to adapt the 12 issues Mr. Moore and Mr. Gibbons created 30 years ago. 
in a five-page letter he shared on actually on Instagram, those issues are sacred ground and they will not be retreaded, nor recreated, nor reproduced, nor rebooted. They will, however, be remixed. It says hmm. here, the, the Lost co-creator described the original 1986 comic as our Old Testament and linked his HBO series to where it would be the New Testament came along. It does not er- erase what came before it, to be clear. Watchmen is canon, but this one will be set in a different kind of uh, universe. Are they going to sequelize it? Well, I think it's going to be just set in a completely different universe timeline, but they're, they're going to use some of the storyline as canon, but it's not going to, not going to be a complete reboot, which, which is very interesting. And I trust Lindelof. That's for damn sure. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing how this is going to come out. I love the leftovers. He did that, right? Was that yeah. him or was that the other guy? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was him. him. Yeah. yeah I, I, that I was love a that. great one. Yeah, it was really good. HBO's, HBO's got a history of having really great shows that don't go more than two or three seasons. Deadwood. Well, how long did The Wire go? Four? No, The Wire went five seasons. Five seasons. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have a history of that. And well, one, one show that I, I thought was really good just got cut off, and that was uh, Carnival. Yeah, Carnival. Yeah, that was a, Carnival. That was excellent. Excellent. They yeah. just hacked it, though. They just hacked it clean off and didn't finish anything. You want to talk about... Once well, Deadwood more. as well. Deadwood yes, that's true. Well. Out. Did Deadwood ever have a season finale or a series finale? No. They, just it so, it, they, they promised the creator that they would do a film if it went that's that way. Yeah. And the film almost happened a few times. And last I heard it was happening, but it's been a while. So I, it, I'm assuming it didn't. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Hmm. Well, this thing has brought Jeremy Irons on board. He's signing. I think he's for, one of the first Watchmen? ones to sign. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, my say, God. Who would he be? I don't know. It doesn't say who he's, who's going to be just yet, but they brought him on board. He signed on. Can you imagine him as... Who's the... old and British? Who? Jeremy Irons. That's it? <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Also, I read somewhere... Oh, A Quiet Place, by the way. We, we, we talked about Krasinski. They're definitely going through A Quiet Place Part 2. Haas, did you ever get to see The Quiet Place? I know we talked about that last time you were on. No, I still haven't seen okay. it yet. Anybody else other than Boo... No, my 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 little black stick isn't working anymore. I got a, I'm getting upset. Is that what you're calling it now? You know, you know what it was. It was people that that determined that stealing is wrong made it quit working. Johnny, you can't talk about the little black stick in front of Eric on this podcast. <laughs> okay, you can't do that. J- Jason, did you ever get to see Quiet Place? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I think you guys are going to really love it. It was it was one of my favorite movies of the year. They're going on and they're making a second one. And without spoiling the first one, a question was asked for by the producer on Collider. The producer's name was Andrew Form, and they asked him if John Krasinski was going to be involved in the second one at all. And he said, he's definitely on board. We're lucky on this one. I've had movies where the studios say to you, here's your date, let's go. And on this one, we're not rushing anything, which is amazing. So we're going to take our time. We're going to figure it out, where, where to go with it. There's absolutely no rush. They're definitely in pre-production for A Quiet Place 2. So hopefully it's as good as Quiet Place 1, which was, right. out, which was outstanding. They're also, It 2 is in full production and they're starting to film. They've, they've already cast all the uh, it's all Yeah, they're, they're right. already filming. Whoa. They're already filming. And the great thing about this is well, back in the day when we were talking about it, the actual movie and we we're reviewing it, we were saying, God, they better bring those kids back because those kids were the best part of the movie and you can't go on number two without having those kids in it. Well, James McAvoy tweeted a bunch of pictures out and the pictures were with a bunch of those kids and his counterparts because he plays the older versions, right? That's right. Yeah. 
So he's they're definitely the kids from it too are definitely going to be in it. There's going to be flashbacks, so it, we're going to get it, it. Premiered on HBO on Saturday. Did uh, it really? Saturday it night. Did? Yeah, just as creepy as watching it in the theater. It's a great movie. It was, it was it was really well done. All right, so let's read a couple of emails. I know we're going to get a lot of emails after the fact because we were recording on a Sunday and we usually record on a Wednesday, but we did get some in early bird status. So. Let's read some real quick. We got one from Rob, our our boy, Rob Casaba, And we got a couple of different Robs now. I think we have three different Robs listening. In so wait, should we us. should we call him Seattle Rob? Um, well, you know what? That's funny that you said that. So let me read this uh, quick email. Hey, Sith List. Congratulations on getting to your 100th show. I think I started listening somewhere in the 50s and I've been on board since. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. I will definitely much. be skipping Jurassic Park 5 based on your review. Thanks for saving me the 12 bucks. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Our now, pleasure. Yeah, now that you have made – now I'm sorry. Now that you have another Rob emailing you, am I eligible for a Sith List nickname? There you go, Les. Maybe something like Original Rob. I like that. I like Original I like Rob. That. OG Rob. So, OG Rob. There OG it is. Rob. It's OG yeah. Rob. Uh, yeah, OG Rob. That It's – it has been declared from this point forward that you will be called OG Rob. We'll go for that. And thanks, That's buddy. Good. And thanks. We appreciate you sending emails all the time and talking to us about geekdom, fandom, and all that good stuff. And I'm glad that we saved you 12 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, buddy. You know what? We can't wait for you to send a voicemail in. I actually can't wait till the next time we actually have beers with the guy sometime. He's a good guy to hang out with. So That too. He's, Save he's, your your twelve bucks can go to something at Bottle Logic or something like that. We'll, there you go. We'll enjoy. There you go. Too. All right. Next one's a really quick one from Andy Campbell, and he said, "Hey crew, just wanted to wish you a happy one hundredth episode. I look forward to a hundred more. Hope to see you at celebration next year. Take care, Andy. Andy's another good guy. Great guy. Always supports us. Always retweets our stuff. Huge supporter. Appreciate it, buddy. We will definitely see you at celebration next year. Can't wait." It's going to be a good time. It's going to be fun. Okay, so those were the emails. Let's get some voicemails uh, on here. We have a rare voicemail from The Whim, who we all know and love. If you listen to this podcast, you know The Whim is a regular with his emails. Never has he sent a voicemail. So we're going to take a listen to the beautiful voice of The Whim. All right, finally. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, this is The Wimp, and in the spirit of King Tom, I just wanted to send you an, kind of an audio email, so, so to speak, and to congratulate you on 100 episodes. Um, but first, got to start somewhere here. Ah, that's more like it. Alright, yeah, there we go. Okay, so... Um, Look, congratulations on 100 episodes. You know, it's for me, it's a guaranteed listen every Monday morning at work. Um, well, after Hollywood Babylon. So it's just guaranteed second podcast I listen to. Wait, no, I, I, I think in the darkest before that. So third. Okay, well, off track with Hinch and Rossi. Well, it's up there. Look, it's the end of the day, Monday. You know, must listen to podcasts. Unless there's a smodcast or a Tom's DC. Um, then it's a Tuesday. A Tuesday listen. 
Look, I always get to it before Wednesday. Anyways, congratulations on 100 episodes. Um, thank you for reading my dumb emails, even when I gave you crap about you know shitting on DC. I, uh, you know, I did want to add a tiny bit of perspective to. Um, uh, I am completely thankful to be cancer-free at the moment. And uh, one of the ways to cope and recover by going through all that uh, battle is, you know, our love of fandoms. Um, I'm thankful that I had all your love and support during that time. Uh, I've always heard you know, people say even the small things that you do make a tremendous difference. And it's, uh, it's not bullshit. It really does. Um, Thank you guys for being there for me, uh, especially Les. Uh, it means it means a lot to both me and my wife. So, thank you for always covering my week in geek. And here's to hundreds and more. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Wow. Well, see, this is the reason why I want people to send voicemails because look at the sense of humor. The whim pulls out of his ass. That he's, that was great. When he's not berating us about the DC world, um, he's uh. sending funny voicemails to us, and he uh, kind of jabs the knife into my back with the spin doctors. That was, awful. That was great. That was Way awful. to turn the screw. <laughs> that was pretty damn funny. But the whim, thank you very much, man. Uh, you know, you're true. I'm so happy that I got to meet you at Celebration last year. So happy that you listened to us, and I'm so glad that we're number one, number two, or number ten on your list. We're honored to be on your list. Thank you very, very much for being a listener, a contributor, and thank you for being an inspiration to us. And I'm so happy that you're cancer free. So am I, John. That's a big deal. Keep going, dude. Uh, you and I have shared some personal things um, as far as the cancer thing goes, and um, as far as I mean, I really don't like to share it. Um, maybe I, maybe I have to break the silence a little bit here, I guess. But, uh, my mother has cancer and she's been fighting, you know, we, we thought we beat it before it's back, but we're still doing our thing. And anytime anyone can beat this shit, it's a big deal. It's something that I take inspiration from. And I hope everybody else, if anyone, if you have family members that are battling this thing, just don't ever give up. It's as simple as absolutely not. Uh, Absolutely not. My mother also had breast cancer, and she knocked on wood right. is cancer free. It was, it was uh, gosh, I think she's cancer free about three years ago. But it, it's we completely forget that she had it. But it was a horrible. Yeah, yeah. Both of you guys fighting fight. And uh, again, thank you very much, my man. And hope uh, everything goes great. I know it will. Can't wait to see you at Celebration Chicago. Hopefully, you're going, and uh, maybe Les can meet you there as well. Hopefully. Cool. Let's move on to Mr. Michael Pappas. Moneybags Pappas, who was on our podcast last sent us a voicemail. I think driving. Garage. Ooh. Eric, that is more. Episode 100. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. I had a quick hanging out with you guys and Eric last week. Uh, I just finished listening to the episode. I definitely rambled way more than I should have. However... Uh, we fucking kicked ass. That was fucking great. Happy 4th of July to you all and your families. But fuck yeah, man, here's to another 100. 
Uh, but listen, man, all love. I love you guys to death. Uh, I can't wait to be on again. Can't wait to see you guys in October. I promise, in, I promise you, I'll make sure he comes back in one piece. Well, maybe not in one piece, but he'll get back there. And uh, listen, I, I, you know, I have some shit I got to talk to you guys about. All right, you know that thing, that other thing that we were talking about, the thing with the thing. It's only twenty dollars. Love you guys. The thing about the thing about the other thing. Can't wait about to see the, the other thing. thing. Hear about the thing. But Mike, thank you, man. We appreciate everything you've done for us too. You know, guys like you come on, become instant friend. There's nothing better. But Peppas, yeah, buddy, can't wait to come and hang out with you. Can't wait to come see you and party with you. Les is coming to New York for the first time. It's going to be an epic time. Yeah, New York. I'm going to be scared, man. You should be. I don't think we have enough time to do all the things we really want to do, probably. Yeah, I'm going to be with some real New Yorkers, so it's all good. And also, big shout out to Steel, Steel Saunders, who also has been on our podcast multiple times, gives us suggestions, works his ass off as a podcaster. Just a uh, inspiration, just watching him do his thing. So big shout out to him. So King Tom was one of the only ones that knew that we were recording uh, this episode early on. He he texted me and asked me, when are you recording? Because I want to send something in. So he sent something in. I haven't listened to it yet. So it could be just us berating us. But since King, King Tom demands pretty, it, <laughs> since he pretty much runs all the podcasts anyways, so I figured uh-huh. that we'd play it. Hey, Sith listeners, it's hey, King, King Tom. Tom. I can't believe you guys are at episode 100. And I don't mean that in a, oh, look at the little podcast. It's all grown up. I remember when it only had 10 episodes. No, no. I mean, I think it's impressive that you guys put out an episode a week and that you have 100 of them, considering that Araj takes his 19 vacations a year. (laughs) But I've been listening since I think like episode 18 or 19 around there. And you guys are great. I say that all the time, but you are. And every week, week in and week out, you've, you've grown so much. You know, you started out with just Araj and Boo, then you added less full time, then you added Eric Strothers, you became part of the MSW network, and you've been able to stay funny and interesting and insightful and deep. And you guys are deep in the good way when times call for getting deep. And, you know, we, we all have different viewpoints, we're all different people. And, and I, I love that you guys can add that to a podcast, but, but the best thing is, and this is something that, you know, all, I think all, every podcast I, I listen to has, but you guys are friends. You guys can talk like friends and you make the people who listen and contribute feel like friends too. I mean, I, friends, but you just, you just bring us into your circle and, and that's very, that, that, that's just a great thing to have in something you listen to. So yeah, I want to thank you guys, but I also want to give some thanks to um, Haas, Johnny, and Mike. I think for a lot of us listeners, they were the gateway to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to all your significant others, especially Lorena, uh, for you know not only giving you the time to do this, because I know this does take time, but Lorena is a kick-ass guest in her own right when, when you guys have her on. And, and I also want to thank you for letting me tag along every now and then on this funky adventure for listening to my um, long-winded, often baffling ideas and putting up with them. Thank you. And, you know, just thank you for taking the time to share your thoughts and your occasional jokes and, and music knowledge and everything else with us. And, you know, you guys are love listening to you guys every week talking, you know, outside of the podcast, whenever we talk and uh, can't wait for the next 100 and, more than that. I'll talk to you guys later. 
All right, King Tom, thank you so much. Those are really fucking kind words, King Tom. I know that's a class act, man. He is a class act. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you say it got emotional? About to get emotional right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that that's putting a little lump. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah, a, thank you, buddy. Yeah, thank no, you very if, much, King Tom. If you know, listeners like you, which I don't even consider you a listener, I could consider you part of the pretty much part of our family. Thank you again for everything you do. Keep bringing your royal ass over to the Sith list anytime you want. We really appreciate it. And thank you for everything you do with the other podcasts. I know you pretty much own all the podcasts out there. Also, that lump that Les is feeling is definitely not in his throat. So thank you again, buddy. All right, so right after King Tom's voicemail, we had a technical meltdown. My computer just decided to not have internet anymore, and so we got cut off, and I've been trying to scramble for the last 15 minutes while we have everybody on, waiting patiently to get back on here, and we finally are back on. So thanks, guys, for waiting. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about how this thing even started back in the day, 100 episodes ago. You know, being a huge Star Wars fan, I started listening and dabbing into some Star Wars podcasts out there, some great, some not so great. I won't name names, but the ones I did stick on and listen to, you know, podcasts like Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, but all of every bunch of stuff on making Star Wars, but specifically now this podcasting, Blue Harvest, and also stuff that's not on the MSW network, like the uh, Star Wars Underworld. Love those guys. Dom, what's up, buddy? And but I uh, decided to ask my uh, future brother-in-law if he wanted to sit down in his kitchen with a laptop, without microphones or a soundboard, just sit there and talk about stuff that we normally talk about when we go out drinking with like Les and all my other buddies. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank God he agreed. He agreed to do it. And we sat there and we talked about stuff and we had a good old time. And after like 15 or 16 episodes or something like that, I decided to email one, Johnny Grasso on Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. I think it had something to do with James Cameron and him being a dick. From there, Johnny really uh, responded to the email. Never told him I had a podcast. Didn't want to throw that out there. Just wanted to tell him that I uh, love this podcast. I love the show. And then a couple emails later, I actually told him, hey, by the way, thanks for the inspiration. Us. And we started a podcast pretty much because of you guys. And you guys sound like dudes we like to drink with and shoot the shit with. And, and that's how it all started. Johnny and Hawes heard that that I had a podcast out there with Boo, and they started listening. They were nice enough to come on, and then and from there we got a guy by the name of Les Gonzalez to come on and be our comic book guru, who's also all of a sudden has become a massive Star Wars fan. He was one before, but he's become a big one now. And Mr. Ward, we were fortunate enough that Mr. Ward asked us to be on the MSW Podcast Network, and we obviously jumped on and said absolutely. And from there, we brought the hair, Mr. Eric Struthers, on. And finally, I think we have rounded out to become a official podcast that people, some people enjoy. Having Boo, Les, and Eric on has been a pleasure for me because I just sit back and listen to these guys just talk away and have a great time and geek out about Star Wars and Marvel and DC and all this great stuff. I can talk music with these guys. I can talk movies. Sometimes it gets serious on this podcast and we talk about social issues. It's been a great run. 
also want to thank my wife, Lorena, for coming on and doing Minutes with the Misses here and there. Love doing it with her. Boo, don't get crazy. I mean, love doing Minutes with the Misses with her. There you have the story of how it all began back in the day. So I'm really excited for the next 100 and really excited to be on this network for the next 100. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you guys, everybody that's on here, including you, Eric. Thank you for coming on. And Les, thank you for coming on and making this whole podcast thing a a full like family feel. And uh, it's been amazing, man. And thank you guys for potting it forward and being mentors to us and giving us advice and and always responding to text messages and, and calls and hanging out and and all that great stuff. So we really, really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, thank absolutely. you, man. Of thank course, you. buddy. Yeah, yeah. You you do good work, dude. And that's what um that's what matters the most. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been uh. Thanks for bringing me on, Raj. It's been yeah, nice to course. meet everyone. Uh, meet Struthers. Hang out with Jay. See some movies. Meet Hawes. <laughs> get him on that In and Out yes, burger for sure. And then uh, uh, I'll be seeing Johnny in New York in a few months from now. So. It'll be all coming uh, full circle. And this has just been really fun lately. So, yeah, we look forward to this and we hope to keep going as long as we possibly can. Yeah. And for the, you know, the fact that, it, you know, fandom can get a little crazy and, and really shitty sometimes. And people always focus on some of the, the shit that happens. But, you know, there's also this part of fandom, which is what it's all about. Meeting new people, becoming great friends with them, hanging out, having a good time and enjoying something that everybody has in common, which is for us, it's all Star Wars and, of course, some Marvel stuff and some television stuff that we watch. But, you know, friendships bond and, and these are the kind of things that you expect when you, you know, hang out with a group of great, great people. So for all the shitty things that are happening in fandom here and there, there's also this kind of stuff. By the way, if you're thinking about doing a podcast, no one out there better than the group that's in the MSW family to, to listen to and to get ideas from. Yeah, and, just get some guidance and yeah. some mentorship here and there. Yeah, coming up on two if it's 52 episodes a year, right? You guys are coming up on yeah, two we're years. Yeah, coming up on two years now. Holy shit. Crazy. Wow. Raj, I need, you to, I need you to shake it off, buddy. I need you to shake it off. Get loose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, sure, trust me. I know about the anxiety. Do you oh. want to go behind the curtain talk about the technical meltdown we just had? Oh. Don't turn into a, a me on making Star Wars. Shake it off, buddy. Oh, shake dude. it off. I just, yeah, I just went through fucking... Uh, this is like the beginning of Top Gun right now, man, and uh, Maverick's trying to bring Cougar home. Dude, it was like an anxiety attack. Of, of, of course, in the 100th episode, this would happen, dude. Uh. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking Murphy's Law. My computer just decides to have a meltdown in the 100th episode. Oh, well, he, hey, man, real quick, I just want to say, first of all, I'm really very thankful to be part of this show. And, and Raj, you, your production... Your your eye and ear for production, what you do with this show is really something else. And it's you take it, you raise it to a whole other level. And the this community that we're a part of, for me, is just as much of what makes me love Star Wars as much as Star Wars, if that makes any sense. Like, I've got the movies and I've got <laughs> this group of people. And to me, they're almost as they're they're on equal footing as far as as far as how I consider my fandom They're This has just been a great thing, man. And meeting all you guys has been really something else. It, and it's funny because I, I got turned on to this podcast and then on to on to now this is podcasting from Rogue One. It's like one of the, the very first podcasts I listened to. It's you're part of what makes all of this worth it and all of this fun. So 
just appreciate the opportunity and i appreciate the friendship and it's it's all been great hawes you rule johnny you rule sithless guys you know you rule so thank you buddy you rule my man you're the man i wish you guys were closer so i could see you guys more often but uh, we're all we're heading over to new york so at least we'll see yes some of the east coasters and then oh dude i got a big surprise for you on that front no you don't don't you're right i don't i'm sorry oh (laughs) what a (laughs) tease That was horrible. Uh, I'm sorry. It's come up several times, man. I just can't. I just can't seal the deal. I'll be in California for 2019 summer vacay. So I'll see you then. There you go. You too, Haas. It's a good reason to come back. Oh, yeah. We'll be back. We will be back. We're retiring there. Justin and I decided. <laughs> well, a double-double with the whole grill you're onion not, is definitely a reason to come back, too. No, I'm not joking. We're, we're going to retire in California. Oh, that's amazing. That's, That's so awesome. Funny. It's fucking expensive, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, okay. That's why I'm saying we're going to retire yeah. there, not <laughs> we're moving there right now. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, should, you should get that timeshare, though, Haas. Yeah, for real. Weird thing is, is when I thought about starting a podcast, I emailed Haas and said, hey, I'm a fan. I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And he emailed back and said, yeah, don't worry. We got it. Oh, you know that shit ain't true. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Confirmed. That's real fucked Confirmed. up. But there was actually a guy in Star Wars, in Star Wars, he used to be in Star Wars podcasting, he was saying that to people. Yeah. Including me. And that's fucked up yeah. that Eric would do me like that. Eric's in a bad <laughs> yeah. mood, y'all. No, I don't know what. Oh, man. That's fucked Come up. On, man. I, yeah, I'm going to get you that. back on that. You better listen to Blue Harvest next week. It is going to be a tirade. <laughs> <laughs> a tirade. Oh, that's dude, awesome. I kid, man. Seriously, it's this is a, the greatest community ever. Love really you, dudes. Is. It really is, man. And it's and, fantastic. And, and Eric, yeah, we really appreciate you coming. I know every night it's, you stay up late and you're on the on Midwest and it's, it's late for you. But yeah, you've when you, you coming on the podcast has kind of rounded it all together and and uh, we really appreciate you you taking your time and doing that. You too, Boo. I know me, me and Boo are the guys. We first started this thing in his kitchen on a laptop. Yes, that's and that's right. why I always tell people, please don't listen to the first 15 or 16 episodes because <laughs> we're fucking talk shit. <laughs> we just sat in front of a uh, laptop and we just spurted out some stuff. But it's evolved hey, to, to hey, something. Anybody who wants to start a podcast should listen to everybody's first 15 or 16 episodes that's so they true. know exactly like where everyone else starts you know what i mean because your story is the same as everyone else's that's even true. like the biggest podcast in the world like it's that's how it goes but what you guys did was you guys kind of making your show better and that's like the important part we're still trying we're still trying to make it bigger i remember we first had jason on we're sitting around a round table with like one the temptations mic. or something <laughs> we we're like yeah. all three of us on one mic dude like and the Dells or and, and jason was on a skype like looking at a table with all these guys <laughs> looking at him so that was pretty interesting, but yeah, it was awesome. No, they were like they were like running a splitter into this and that. And I was like, damn, this is like this is like the uh, little rascals of podcasting, and I totally <laughs> admired it. Now we have mics. <laughs> now we have a little soundboard. It's it's evolving. So thank you, and and John, you're back right now, right? Yes, hi. Yeah, what's up, buddy? So yeah, I was just saying, appreciate everything you've done as well, my man. We wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you very much, man. Yes, thank you very much. Of course, man. All right, guys. I think that's it. Sorry for uh, the technical difficulties and make you guys wait for 15 minutes. It's all good, buddy. Just bring it in for a nice, smooth landing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and calm. It's all good. It's the Sith list, (laughs) y'all. Tell it a hundred times. Straight top gun, dude. It's legit. I just have to say welcome, welcome, welcome once I get right back into it. 
Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> All right, guys. Rogue One guys, where can people find you? At Blue Harvest Pod on Twitter. And uh, you can find us on Rogue One every Thursday as part of the Making Star Wars podcast network. And that's Rogue One, one with a W. And Mr. Grosso. At Rogue One Johnny, and that's one with a W. And Jason Ward. MakingStarWars.net and at MakingStarWars on everything else on all social media platforms. Also, if you want to listen to some great music, Mr. Jason Ward over here has some great stuff out, and you can find it all on jasonward.bandcamp.com. That's jasonward.bandcamp.com. All of his music's on there. Tune in. Give it a shot. Give it a try. You can also find him on Spotify. Check out all of Jason's stuff right there. Oh, yeah, thank absolutely. you, man. All right, gentlemen. I'm going to go edit. <laughs> all right. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for having right. me on. Are you kidding? I really me? appreciate it, buddy. No problem. Yeah, of thank course, you. dude. Are you kidding? No, man. Thank thanks you. to you guys. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Thanks to you guys. We have a podcast. I know. Yeah, you guys are guests. Oh, but, yeah, are you kidding? Dude, for real? Are you kidding me? You're not even guests. You're part of the, you're part of the yeah, circus either way. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Come on now. I couldn't pick more perfect guys to be on our 100th. Well, thanks, buddy. Course, I appreciate man. that. Yeah. All right, Johnny. Take care of Leia. Yeah. yeah Pause, good luck take with care that. of Jesse. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. Boo All right, guys. Brittany. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will. I will. And for everybody else. So obviously, we can't thank every single person that sent us voicemails or emails, but we really appreciate everybody listening, participating, retweeting. Everybody that's close to us or that's in the DM groups and all that stuff, you know that we love you. Thank you so much. I'm not going to rattle off everybody's name because I know I'm going to miss somebody. So I Yeah, all, all our guests that we've had in the past have really, really been fun. That too. Thanks to really all the guests. Along with. Yeah, knows. once you, you know start who naming you names, yeah, everybody you know knows who, who they are. And if you've been on the show, you, you've definitely, you're, you're near and dear to us for sure. We've, we've had some very cool guests and been able to have some really, really good episodes because of it. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you all for participating with us, too. Yeah, and, and by the way, I did, will name uh, one person, Simon, who does our art for every episode. Huge. And everybody that's done any other kind of art for us, thank you very much. We really appreciate you taking your time out and sending us all kinds of cool stuff. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to do that instead of welcome, welcome, welcome. Ah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From you, the Sith will, <laughs> will you start closing shows out that way? Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to our 100th episode. We will be back next week with episode 101 of The Sith List. Thank you for